Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to the Umrapreneur Podcast. Today I have with me such a special guest. I'm so excited to bring to you today. I won't lie to you guys. This guest has been on my radar for quite a while and I personally have been wanting to bring him on for over a year now. Since we started the podcast, he was one of my guests that I've been following. I've been really paying attention to and mashallah getting so much benefit from. And for me to have this opportunity today, today I want to tell you guys uh, for me, I'm just extremely, extremely grateful to be able to do this. So Jazakallah khair for joining me, Brother Shakir Hussain. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam, brother. What's up? How are you, man? Alhamdulillah, I'm very good. And uh, congratulations on all of your recent success. I see uh, lots of people saying good things about yourself. So well done. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, brother. And for people who don't know who you are, I'm going to give you just a quick intro. Brother Shakir here, he's the founder of wealthacademy.com. He's the founder of funnels.com. He's a multiple eight-figure entrepreneur, mashallah. He's generated over 30 million before being 30 years old, which is an absolute amazing achievement, mashallah. He's also an investor in 50 plus companies. He's been featured on Forbes. He has an email list of over a million subscribers and I could keep going on and on, but I just want to tell you guys that this here is going to be a masterclass of a podcast. All right. So pay close attention, you know, turn off whatever it is, whatever it is you're watching or listening to and pay close attention to this today, because I'm going to dive deep with you, Shakir. I'm going to really go in here and try to figure out the formula to success. What really makes you tick and makes you who you are. And what I've noticed over the years is that ultimately the difference between successful entrepreneurs and those who are kind of still in the game and, and struggling and not really seeing the growth that they want to is not because of business strategy. It's not because of tactic. It's not because of a specific thing or marketing funnel that they're getting wrong. But ultimately what really lies underneath all of that is their approach, their mindset, right? The way they approach business, the way they look at things. And I think the best place to start with you is I really want to understand your perspective. What for you has been the biggest change maker when it comes to your mindset, okay, in approaching business, going from someone who's just starting off to now being a multiple eight-figure entrepreneur? Yeah, so, um, okay, where do I start with this? <laughs> so, um, in terms of mindset, it's obviously, it's a, it's a big topic, right? Like the, 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 the kind of overarching way I look at mindset is it's, it's a mental model and that mental model is based around, you know, the beliefs, the habits, the routines, the systems that I've developed or that anyone can develop. There's nothing special about me, right? Like I basically did some things different, you know, like say, for example, when I was going to university, you know, my friends went to university, they got a job, they got a nine to five job, they spent 10 years. I just did one or two things different. And then it pivoted me into this world of online marketing, right? And then mm -hmm. as I was doing online marketing, I started uh, coming across different people. And I think what happens is when you get new information, um, a model is you see it for what it is and you're like, okay, good for him. There's another model, which is, oh yeah, whatever. I could never do that. And then there's another model, which is there's nothing special about him or her. If they can do it, so can I, how do I go and model that? Right. And so that's kind of been my thinking since my early early 20s and i think once i grasped onto if it's possible for someone else to do then then i can do it because see what mm -hmm. happened was you know you've probably heard of this saying and it's like a cliche you become the average of the five people that you hang around with so when i was getting started in this industry i would you know be around my friends family and they said go to school go to college get a job get a degree you know work in canary wharf get a jo office job whatever all of those things and um, I remember being invited to one of these live events in person 
in London and then one in America. And then when I went to these events, I saw people that were making millions of dollars. I met one guy. I mean, I was 21. I was dead broke from East London. There's another guy from East London and he was 27 years old and he was making up to $100,000 per day. Now, 12, 13 years ago, no one, absolutely no one was making that sort of money. And for me, making 100 grand a year was a lot of money. And now I see this guy and I'm like, how is this even possible, right? So anyway, like long story short, when I met this guy, the next day I dropped out of university. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, wow. whatever this guy is doing, I'm going to figure it out. And against my friends and family's wishes, against everyone's, you know, everyone's advising, what are you doing? You're in your final year. I was like, no, I met this guy. He's doing, he's making a lot of money. He seemed to live this crazy lifestyle. And I want to basically follow suit. And I'm just going to figure it out. And so it, it is a, an element of being open-minded and then taking a, taking calculated risk or taking a risk because most people, they're, they're so afraid of, you know, if, if it doesn't work, if, it, if I fail, uh, what is this or what is he or she going to think of me, right? And so I think uh, from what I've seen and in my, you know, last decade or so, I've, I've coached quite a few, um, mm-hmm. you know, tens of thousands of people actually now in person, offline, online, all of that. And I've seen these are some of the qual- qualities, the people that kind of tend to go forward really fast is they, they're able to process different concepts um, and not get stuck in that procrastination mode. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and one thing that you mentioned, well, it seems like you were already wired to be a very quick action taker. You're telling me I met this guy next day. I made this life altering decision to quit school and embark on this new path. Would you say that generally in business, you're the same? Are you someone who, as soon as you see a better way of doing things, yeah. things as I soon mean, as you see strategy, yeah. you're like just all in? <laughs> I mean, I remember very clearly doing construction work with my dad. Because I was gonna work to become a plumber and an electrician, right? In the in London, in the UK, about 12, 15 years ago, there was this boom. Uh, like electricians and plumbers were getting paid more than teachers, and I was like, that that's my path. I'm I'm gonna do mm-hmm. this, right? And I was like, I don't know, maybe 16, 17, 18 years old. And as I was uh, working in my dad's construction site, I remember very clearly re- um, reading "Think and Grow Rich," and it said like this book has been responsible for creating more millionaires than ever. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna read this book cover to cover, and I'm going to implement exactly what it said. And mm-hmm. almost all of the things that it said, like writing your goals out, uh, affirmations, you know, walking around, making sure that you're clear of your definitive purpose, um, having the discipline, the routines. I mean, I started doing this and, and I was dead broke. And I re- remember reading the book, The Secret. You remember The Secret? Yes, Back the, in the law, day, of you know, law of Attraction. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember reading that. And one week later, I get an invitation to go and uh, volunteer for a TR Eka seminar. Do you know TR Eka is? I have no idea. Okay, he's like a mini Tony Robbins. Okay, he's like older than Tony Robbins, and he was like in, the, in the, he's big in the US. He's huge in the UK. Okay, and I remember like going to his event and thinking, "Wow, I dropped out of university, and then I read the Law of Attraction, I read Thinking Grow Rich, and now I'm attending his seminar." That show, like, it was called like five days to becoming a millionaire or something crazy, right? <laughs> and I was like, this is it. This is meant to be. Obviously, it, it took me more than five day, days to become a millionaire. But, um, mashallah, you know, uh, when I look back at those things, I'm like, wow, um, it is because I took massive action. And I, a lot of the times when, when you're starting off in business or you're trying to grow, a lot of the anxiety, the procrastination disappears if you can just take enough action. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you if you pack your calendar with action taking activities, a lot of the you know um, stuff that holds most people back it, it just disappears because you're so mm-hmm. focused on moving the needle, doing activities that moving the needle. Now. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I've been in business for over five years now. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed is I'm, I'm very much an action taker. I'm always taking action. I'm always, you know, really kind of intense. Like, let's see how much we can pack into the day. And, and what, I, what I'm recently noticing, and I don't know if this is a personal bias or anything, but what I'm really noticing is that one thing that I was lacking in my life that was kind of keeping me stuck is also having a bit of that balance between, yes, being all in on the business, but also nurturing myself in my other areas of life to be able to have the energy to constantly show up, you know, at the highest level possible. Now for you, was there a moment in life where you felt like you had to make a certain adjustment in how you approached all the areas of your life or even how you approach your business from the sense of, well, am I going hundred percent or am I maybe going, you know, 80% there or 70% and then devoting 20% to family, 20% to friends, 20% to faith, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So I've always been, you know, my parents, my mom always said, like, whatever you do, you need to be praying your five times a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to be making sure like Islam is first. And so Alhamdulillah, I've kept that in mind um, mm-hmm. almost all throughout my 20s. And in terms of balance, um, not, the first two, three years, this is from what I remember. Okay. So remember, I've been doing this for like 13 years, right? Yeah. Um, the first three years, I don't think I took a single day off. Um and I was 21, it took me nine months uh, to wrap my head around what is internet marketing. My first year, I made 120K. My second year, I made 275K. My third year, I made $1.2 million. Um, And mashallah, that was the start, right? And then I realized, okay, you know, the next year I doubled you 2.4 million, blah, blah, blah. And um, as I was growing this, and and mashallah, I, I grew for nine years consecutively, like almost every single year, boom, 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 double, 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 double. And, um, when I look back, it wasn't because I was working hard. In the first probably three to five years, I worked very hard just because, and plus, you know, I was single. I didn't have anything else other than business, travel around the world, enjoy myself, speak on stage, get customers, do events, get customers, sell masterminds, sell courses, sell coaching. That was kind of the, the, the spin that I took. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, as for for balance, I think it's what it is. Like, look, today it's it's nearly four o'clock in the UK. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just spent the last 90 minutes in the gym. Before that, I spent like two hours in a spa, (laughs) um, you know, getting whatever, you know, sauna, jet ski, bath, whatever. Usually I do like cryotherapy every single day, um, water massage often. So these days I spend a lot more time, sometimes even three, four hours, um, just like self-care, self-love, whatever, like being, trying to be healthy, focusing on clean yeah. eating, um, eating good, you know, spending time gym with my trainer, boxing, all of this stuff. In the earlier days, it wasn't like that. I yeah. just uh, tell you straight up because I know some people would be like, oh yeah, you know, you need to have balance. I'm like, I don't, from an Islamic perspective, yes, you need to have balance. Um, I just remember I didn't have a lot of balance because I was so focused on just growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a level of sacrifice that you need to have. I remember um, learning something like, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice, right? So it's like, I know, hey, like today I could go spend the whole day in central London. But I know if I get three to four podcasts done, it will move my business a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a sacrifice that, that, 
that I'm making. And every day you get to choose what sacrifices you're making. So I believe, you know, family, friends, religion, number one. And then in terms of business, business, investing, uh, you know, learning all of this stuff, it can come, it can come afterwards. But again, you want to, how should I say, you want to have, again, this is the advice that I give to my coaching clients, right? Which is get yourself 100K to 250K cash, whatever, six months, 12 months, three years of living expenses covered so that you're not having to operate from a place of scarcity. You can actually have um, balance. You can actually focus on, oh, let, let me actually balance. Let me, you know, instead of spending 30 minutes in the gym, you can spend an hour in the gym, right? Instead of like rushing your food in five minutes, you can spend half an hour eating your food. Uh, in the earlier days, I didn't do none of that. Yeah. Okay. I, I know I didn't do any of that. Um, Would you credit that to your success? The fact that you didn't, the fact that you kind of really went all in and just, you know, pushed through like, like you, you had that as your main focus, you were laser focused on your business. And that was yeah. what allowed you to set up the baseline to then make room for everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything comes from Allah. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, all praise to Allah. Everything comes from of course. Allah. Um, so that's first and foremost. Second is, yeah, I had, I, I basically was all in. I mean, I just, you know, lived and breathed my brands, the promotions, nonstop. Everyone that I met, I spoke to them about what I do. I pitched everyone, um, you know, and uh, like, it, it, these are the habits that you you develop, right? It's like, I'm in the gym the other day, guys telling me he's got a business, uh, you know, he's driving around in a Ferrari, wears a fancy watch. Um, and, uh, you know, my gym is more of a private members club kind of gym. Right. And so it's like um, I can tell that this guy spends a lot of money. He, he hires the same trainer as I got, you know, and I'm like, OK, this guy's like he, he's got money. And um, one of my relatives who is just starting his marketing agency, he was next to me and he was listening to me talking and he replied back with he's like, man, you're so intense in your business. And then you're so intense working out. And then you're so intense when you're having a conversation with someone. And I was just in the other room taking notes because you're going to close that guy. And I was like, maybe, I mean, but with that, I close him. I don't care. But if I close him, that's great. If I don't close him, that's okay as well. This, this sheer fact, mashallah, is because I've developed the skill set, right? So that because I've developed the skill set of marketing, persuasion, copywriting, influence, now I can go and sell and market myself or any products and services because I understand how to sell. And so now I can offer a service, whether it's, you know, five grand a month or 20 grand a month, I can offer that to someone that can afford it. Does that make sense? Mm, and it's like, you know, I look at that and I'm like, well, mashallah. Now it didn't come overnight because I learned these skills and then I stacked these skills, right? So one of the yeah. things what I see with entrepreneurs, especially when they're stuck and they're not making the kind of money is because it's a lack of skill acquisition. So if you're here and you're trying to get to, you know, this level, what's in the, in, in the middle is basically skills. And maybe it's one skill, maybe it's three skills. And most entrepreneurs are looking for a shiny trick or a system or something, but they haven't developed the core skill sets. Right. Um, so. hundred percent. I'm ranting on this. No, dude, I, I love what you're saying. And and I really, I really resonate with it because again, I'm an entrepreneur myself and with a entrepreneur, there's, you know, inshallah, so many things that we want to achieve and do for the Muslim Ummah, for Muslim entrepreneurs. And, you know, throughout this path, myself as the CEO and founder, I always recognize, well, there are gaps that I have to fill within myself and my own skills and um, my own abilities 
that once I feel that would be the only time that we will be able to kind of break through and reach that next level. And one question that I do have for you, you know, just to kind of piggyback off what you just said is, you know, a lot of people look at entrepreneurs like yourself, you know, that Alhamdulillah and MashaAllah have, have been able to kind of witness and, and go through that consecutive growth year over year, while many entrepreneurs as well, as you mentioned, are kind of stuck in a certain position and they're trying to break through and they're not seeing that breakthrough. Now, I want to ask you because one thing that I do want to give to my audience and listeners is a lot of entrepreneurs feel like, hey, if I'm not at the point where I'm, my business has made like a million, um, a million within, you know, the first three years of launch or the first two years of launch, like all these other entrepreneurs that I'm seeing out there, then I am a failure, right? I, what I'm doing isn't working. There's something wrong with me internally. I want to ask you for, for someone at, at your level, have you ever felt that way within your own business, within your own journey? And what have you done if you felt that way? Like for what for you has been like the solution to that? Right. And what would you yeah, say to people who feel that way? Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because um, I, I I felt like that yesterday, right? Like, you know, oh, my friends are doing better. I have a friend who's a Canadian brother, actually. Um, and Marshall is doing amazingly well. He's doing over a hundred thousand dollars, probably 120 grand a day in his Amazing, business. Mashallah. Okay. So, so Marshall, he's doing, he just told me like, uh, yeah, three and a half million dollars in a single month. And Amazing. Um, it's funny because even today I was telling my wife, you know, and I said, he's the same age as me. Right. So um, uh, everyone has this, right? Every single, this is how just human beings are wired. We compare and we want what we can't have. We look mm. for others. You know, you can make $10,000 a month. It's a lot of money for most people. You can also make $100,000 a month. Do you see someone making a million dollars a month or $3 million a month? You're going to feel like, especially because, you know, if you're listening to this, then I'm guessing you're a high performer. You know, you want to be an entrepreneur or you are an entrepreneur. And so naturally you are not wired to be like everyone else, right? Like you, you already have an open mind. You're like, what's possible? If it's possible, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go get it. So naturally what happens is you're going to see other people do amazing things. But if you're always comparing yourself to the next person, the next person, the next person, then you're operating from a, a place of fear, lack, and insecurity. And that can drive you. It drove me for many years. Like it drove me. One of my first early mentors, he was one year older than me and he mentored me for about five years. And in his business, he had grown it from, you know, a million dollars to $10 million to $100 million a year. So for about four or five years, he was mentoring me almost on a daily basis. Right. And I see, saw this guy, you know, go from like one or two people all the way up to like 400, 450 employees. Right. And so I would always compare myself to, oh my gosh, this mentor or this friend. So I totally understand, you know, where you're at. And, and maybe you're going through this in, in the same manner. Something I learned, which really helped me. And I don't know if you can see on my bookshelf, mm -hmm. this one over here, this, this bookshelf, this one here. Yeah. Um, it's by a, a Canadian gentleman who's called, his name is Dan Sullivan. And he ran, runs this company called Strategic Coach, right? And he charges, you know, $10,000, $25,000 for this program. So I paid him 25 grand, spent like one day with him. He's, I think he's now 77 or 78 years old. Wow. And he teaches you different frameworks to think through things, okay? And one of the frameworks he taught me and uh, I learned this in my early 20s, which really snapped me out of that thinking, which was instead of looking how far you need to get to, because see, as soon as you think, 
oh my gosh, I've got 10 things to do. Or this person is doing so well. Or this person or she and he has a million followers on Instagram and a million subscribers on YouTube. And I don't have that. Immediately, you're operating from a place of lack. And so what happens is you're telling yourself, you're telling your subconscious mind that there's not enough. There's not enough. Mm. And what happens is you attract based on that versus if you focus on abundance, then you shift from scarcity to abundance. So how do you do that? Each day you wake up and, and he made us do this exercise and it really helped. Okay. So, so if you're listening to this, make note of this, right? And, and the exercise yeah, is called I'm taking notes. Let's go. Filling the gap, right? Filling the gap. So you wake up each day and you write down where you were to where you are right now. And, you know, I, I, I drove probably the first five or six years of my business, probably the first $10 million uh, in sales that I made when I was around 26 years old, all came from that fear, insecurity, needing to prove everyone, like showing off, like ego, blah, blah, blah. You know, I invested in so many different companies, lost a ton of money, made a bunch of money, like all of that stuff. And when I look back at like making money and then losing money, one of the key ingredients was I was operating from a place of uh, scarcity versus abundance. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you shift from scarcity, there's not enough, there's not enough to abundance. Now you have a complete different uh, world that you can operate from. So I would mm -hmm. basically on my whiteboard, you know, in my house, I would write down, Hey, at 19 years old, I was doing construction work at 21 years old. I didn't even know what an autoresponder was. And then, you know, by the time I was 25, um, I was basically, you know, generating hundreds of thousands of subscribers on my email list. So when I look at that, now what I'm doing is I'm filling in the gap. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So every single day I'm waking up with seeing how much progress I've already made versus how far I need to go to. And that, that really helped shift my mindset into abundance creation creation of abundance when you mentioned that you said where you are to where you are right now i think you you made like a little um a, a little uh wordplay it's did you mean where you started to where you are right now or was it where you started to where you want to go what are the two points that you should evaluate um again just like five points of achievements okay right so just like five big things um that you've achieved so and again, this works if you're ever feeling down, if you're ever feeling depressed, if you're ever feeling sad and lonely, this is probably the most powerful advice I can give you as a millionaire mentor. And mm -hmm. it is write down a series of one, two, maybe 10, 10 wins, 10 wins that have happened in your life. And sometimes it could be just one. Hey, I took, I did something with my family. That's one and it's good enough for you. But if you write down 10, or if you write down 20, what happens is now, every time you feel bad about yourself, you feel sad, depressed, lonely, filled with anxiety, you can go back and be like, wow, here's 10 things that sh shows and proves that I'm a winner, mm. right? And to supercharge this each day before you go to sleep, and this is again, another exercise that I learned from this, uh, this man is like 77, 78 years old, Dan Sullivan, uh, which he said, um, before you go to sleep, write down three wins. So guess what happens? Instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't do my to-do list. Instead of thinking, oh, I didn't get anything done. You're going to sleep, reaffirming to yourself, here's my three wins for the day. And guess what happens? If you say, hey, here's my three wins for the day. Here's my three wins for the day. After 100 days, that's 300 wins. You're mm. going to feel, talk, act like a winner, 
right? Mm-hmm. If you if you think, talk, act like a winner, then your actions are going to show, your results are going to be much better than the previous 100 days. So that's a, a really powerful exercise one can do. Dude, I, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Shakir. Truly, this was absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, we, like we're just getting right now. Like, thank you because you've just given us for free what you paid twenty five grand for. I just wanted to share my gratitude I for that. That's 30, awesome. Thirty five grand. The, this <laughs> podcast is officially worth over thirty five grand, guys. Keep, please take notes. I love okay. it, Mashallah. for that. One question that I have for you as well. Yeah. Um, you know, to follow up on on what you just said is for you specifically in the beginning of the days of your journey. A lot of our listeners are in those early stages of business. What were some rituals, routines, or habits that you implemented that you, looking back, you really feel like, man, doing this at that time really helped propel me or set me in the right state of mind to work on my business and get to where I am today. And I know they change all all the time, right? So yeah, I'm just going to spin this off. And again, you take whatever works for you. Okay. Number one, I'd pray. And then I'd always go and tell my mom and dad, to pray deeply for my success, right? And so nice. that's like number one, that's probably the first habit that I developed. Um, and, uh, you know, at the time my grandma was alive, so I'd always tell my grandma, grandma, I started a business, you need to pray for me, you need to pray for me, you need to pray for it to become successful. Number two, I started developing habits and routines. These habits and routines were such things, such as I would go and ask for a sale. I would not be afraid of being rejected once, 10, 100 times. It's okay because I knew the more no's that I get is just getting me closer to a yes. Once I developed and embraced that mindset, I was like, wow, this is sick. It doesn't matter if people say no, maybe it means not yet. But if I get 10 no's and one person says yes, then that means from 100 no's, I'm going to close 10 people saying yes. So -hmm. that was like a mindset that just happened, right? Like it just... I developed it and I was like, this is sick. And, you know, I sucked at sales. So I started reading books, books. So I listened to audio programs and I started incorporating. And again, these are things I don't really share, but I'm going to share this with you because I feel like if your audience is new, hopefully this can really help them. At the time I used to use trains or underground stations, underground tube stations, right? I'm sure you have them in Canada or wherever yeah. mm-hmm. your listeners are listening in from. And then there was buses. And then for like a pound, maybe a dollar or two dollars extra, you can use something called like an overground train. Now, usually the overground train was used by business people, by people that were a little bit more affluent, maybe, or they were just, it was maybe convenient for them. But in my mind, I was like, hey, there's four forms of transport, walking, buses, trains, and uh, basically the overground station. Now, I could not even afford taxis. So we're not going to talk about taxis, Ubers, private chauffeurs, none of that. So I would start putting myself into these environments where, you know, I would look around and people would be dressed differently, right? And so I started dressing differently because I started dressing differently so I could carry myself differently. And I would see, hey, I would start developing a different habit. And I would tell tell myself, like, I want to be around these people because they seem like high earners. Another thing I would do is, because I went through so much personal development, is I would have... I don't even know if I have it with me. Actually, I do. It's on my table. But if I had money with me, I'd always carry a 50-pound note. So maybe in Canada, you have like a $100 note. So I'd always carry a 50-pound note. And this note, I'd never spend it, but I'd always keep it. Why? Because I wanted every time I reached into my pocket, I wanted to know, hey, I have some money. Okay. And I have money that I could, you know, spend in a day or a week. And it also embedded 
and uh, condition my mind to think abundantly because I'd think to myself, hey, you know what? Instead of looking at people that had like a million dollars or they were making a hundred grand a year or 10 million a year, I'd look at the people that had absolutely nothing. So sometimes I would watch YouTube videos of like, you know, people in Syria or in, Mm -hmm. you know, Iraq, people that were in really bad situation. And I think to myself, man, I have the internet, I have roof, I have shelter, I have a family, they're all alive, mashallah. Like, I have everything. What the heck is, like, if I can't make this work, like, think about this, right? Sometimes I hear, you know, and again, being just very direct, sometimes people will complain about the most useless things. Like, I don't know how to do, you know, post on Instagram. I don't know how to do this. Or I don't know, I'm so scared of asking for a save. Are you bloody kidding me? Go and see people in third world countries that don't have Wi-Fi. Right. They don't even they can't even have the pleasure and the privilege of having a Facebook profile. Here you are. You could add 20 people a day on Facebook, literally message all 20 people a day, start having conversations with 20 people a day. At the end of the month, two times three sixty, you've now had 600 conversations. Even if you are the worst salesperson on the planet, you could close six sales, six people at $1,000, at $5,000 and make yourself $6,000 to $30,000 a month selling absolutely anything. It doesn't matter, right? But most people would rather make an excuse that will hold them back. And Mm. so for me, I was like, I compared myself to, you know, the people in Bangladesh. My dad really put put this thing through my head, right? As a kid. And he'd he'd say, anyone can come to this country and work really hard. 10, 15 years and become a millionaire. Okay. He'd yeah. always say that to me. And in my mind, I'd say to myself, even if it t- takes someone 10 to 20 years, I want to do it in five or six years. Cause I've got these guys, you know, called Tony Robbins and, and Jay Abraham. And I can learn from all these top guys that are basically dishing out their information for free. A lot of the times on YouTube. And I, I would study and I'm much like, you know, that's one of the mindsets I had to go from zero to a million dollars in under three years from scratch. Another habit that I developed was, and this was a little bit of a weird one, but it worked for me, which is, you know, it's so funny to say this because I would walk around my parents' house saying, I'm now making $10,000 a month, right? Mm. And you know what, mashallah, I hit it. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I, you know, in the morning I would go for something called a power walk, like Tony Robbins would talk about, basically you walk and, and you listen to this thing, this audio, and you say what you're grateful for. And then you af- do affirmations and incantations. So I was like, I'm not making $10,000 a month. And as I hit 10 grand a month, then I was like, okay, I need to do this thing to 50 grand a month. And I did it, mashallah, I made $50,000 a month. Then I did it to $100,000 a month. I kid you not, bro, mashallah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, I did the same incantation to all the way up to a million dollars a month. Wow, by the time I was 28 years old, 28 years old, I was in Saudi Arabia with my parents. Marshall, I was, um, I was doing Hajj with my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And um, I had my first ever million dollar month. Mm, yeah, I, I think it was Hajj or Umrah. Um, but I had my first million dollar month whilst I was in Saudi Arabia, you know, with my parents and my best friend. And it was like, wow, like 21 to 28 years old. And so like these habits, again, they, they work for me. I don't know if it's going to work for you or not. Another one was... Um, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, this to come across like I'm boasting or bragging. So please, um, it's not meant to do that. Right. It's meant to like give you the habits that I developed. Yeah, was, please, please keep going, um, man. I'm taking notes and I'm going to have to listen yeah, to this and, and apply even, everything, even, but please. Even when I didn't have the money, I would go and act abundantly, which means give as much charity or I would go to the shop 
And this was used to hurt me so much because I was like, I remember being so broken. You know, I'd pay like a pound for a bottle of water and the water was like, say, 60 or 80p. And I tell the guy, please keep the change because I was trying to train my mind for abundance. And mm. I would walk out of the shop and then I would think to myself, oh man, why do I pay 20p or 40p? Like, no, <laughs> why do I like pay 50p or 50 cent extra for that water? Then I'd say to myself, Shaq, this is part of abundance. And another one that I developed was I would be around where rich people were. Okay, so I would wear a suit, I would wear a nice shirt. Um, sometimes I'd find like designer outlets online. Um, I remember my first suit was like 40 pounds, dude. It's literally mm -hmm. 50 bucks. It was like yeah. a Ted Baker suit. It didn't even fit me, bro. You know, but I wore that thing <laughs> because I felt good, right? And I, I wore mm -hmm. this Ted Baker suit uh, with some uh, oversized shoes and I would go to Mayfair and I'm sure like you have uh, fancy places in Toronto and Canada. Every mm -hmm. country in the world, doesn't matter where you live, you'd have nice areas. And these nice areas, you don't have to be special or rich or powerful. You can be in those areas, right? You could go to a nice coffee shop. You could go to fancy hotels. So in London, there's like hotels like Four Seasons and the Dorchester and uh, the Grosvenor Hotel, which, you know, JW Marriott. This, these hotels exist all over uh, your country. In any mm -hmm. state, go, right? There's always these, these hotels. And I would go to these hotels and I actually made a video of this on my YouTube channel the other day. Uh, I would go to these hotels and I would order the cheapest thing on the menu, which was what? Mint tea. Okay, I don't drink <laughs> alcohol. I don't do, I, I'm not going to buy expensive food because I can't afford it, but I could afford a cup of mint tea. And I remember, you know, I would have mint tea and that now makes me a customer of the hotel premises. So now mm -hmm. I get their Wi-Fi access and I would literally sit there for hours and hours working, trying to learn internet marketing, looking around at the people. Uh, if there was someone there that I that looked half friendly, I'd go and approach them and start talking to them. Hey, what do you do? What business are you in? And I'd start seeing them, you know, talk about different things. And sometimes, uh, not sometimes, uh, mashallah, a few, more than a few times, they, you know, people did invite me. They were very, very wealthy. I remember one guy I met, kind of like doing the same thing that I'm just saying, going to an event, um, going to a hotel, meeting him. And then, you know, he invited me to his penthouse and it was like a 6 million, 7 million pound penthouse, like a $10 million penthouse, right? In Mayfair. And then we became friends and he had a, you know, fancy Range Rover. And I'm like, this is crazy. Um, SubhanAllah, I just realized, you know, and now, mashallah, I drive a Range Rover and I've been living in a penthouse for the last, you know, eight years. So, but when I was when I was around that, I was completely broke. Like I had, mm. there was no reason for anyone to give me any time or energy except for the fact that I had, I came across or I, I did my best to have good energy, right? And mm. so that's like something that people can't grasp their head around just because they're broke or they're struggling or, the, you know, they may be overweight or they're not happy in the relationship, in their business, they're not getting the results. They now portray this toxicity in all parts of the life but just because this happens doesn't mean that you need to act it out right just because it happens you could compartmentalize that and then say to yourself hey let me focus on what i can control which is your thoughts your actions your thinking your attitude and i promise you even if you are struggling you're broke you have nothing to your name but you have a great attitude you know how to smile well. You know how to confidently have a conversation. Guess what people will do? People of higher value will come in and connect with you. And so that that helped me a lot. Um, another thing that, that really helped me was I learned this 
um, you know, technique from wherever on the internet, DHV, demonstrating higher value. Okay. And what that means is like making sure that you develop skills where when you're around people, someone will look at you and say, they don't even have to say, they can just sense this person has high value, right? Because we all want to be around people that have high value. So imagine now I just met you. And the first thing you're trying to do is just take, take, take from me. Versus if you just said something like, hey, you know, I spent the last three years of my life reading like 20 different sales books and I've made, uh, you know, uh, 500 sales calls. And I, I would really love it if you could give me an opportunity. You see the difference between that versus, hey, man, uh, I saw you, you know, make a bunch of money online. Can you mentor me for free? Mm, like, of course. Oh. You yeah. know, and so what I find um, so and I have mashallah, so many people that will you know reach out to me and sometimes they'll say hey can you help me can you help me for free and I'm like I don't know you you have no value to add to me um mm. I think two days ago a brother literally a brother found me through um a late friend of mine um Muhammad Sheikh Muhammad Al Sharif from from Canada oh, um, from Dubai yeah, mm. so um he, he was a very good friend of mine and um Alhamdulillah, he passed away. He's yeah. going back to Allah now. Right, um, and so this brother messages me and he's like, okay, I just saw you in this group. And here's a little bit about me. And he's like, I've spent $30,000 on courses. I've done, uh, you know, a hundred grand in sales. I've done XYZ. I'm an ex-engineer from Toronto, Canada, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, hey, make me a six minute video. Made me the video on point, very professional, um, not needy, not desperate you know, with good energy. And that's what I mean by good energy, right? A lot of the times you can get ahead in life if you develop good energy. One of the reasons why, you know, the guy that was making $100,000 a day, he took me under his wing. Or the guy that had the $10 million penthouse, he took me under his wing. Or I can give you endless examples like this, right? Um, because Alhamdulillah, Allah put this to, uh, together. Uh, one of the reasons I strongly believe is because I carried good energy. Right. So when I'm there, I'm not just trying to think, how can I take, what can I, what can they give me versus, Hey, how can I add value to everyone that I speak to? Even if I have no value, let me show up from that perspective. Anyway, those, those were a few habits that really helped me. You wanted to Dude. go. Yeah, um, no, I really appreciate you sharing that. And, and, you know, mashallah, like just as you're talking, I personally will have to replay this episode in my own spare time and just focus on taking notes and applying everything you're sharing because so many of the things you're sharing are so true. And I've heard, I've heard them said by a lot of other highly successful people as well, but really it's interesting because we know, we know these things to be true. We've seen other people applying them and gaining success with them, but we don't apply them ourselves, right? We still don't apply them ourselves. It's too simple. It's too simple. So the mind, wants to fool you right the mind is like no 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 it's too simple of course that's not going to work but it's the simple things that work right it's like um you know like recently mashallah i've lost nearly 15 pounds okay so i'm looking good like, bro amazing. yeah i'm <laughs> on this way let's try. i feel good alhamdulillah i'm in the gym almost every single day five six seven times a week i have a train now all of this stuff right and um and then yesterday i met this brother um yesterday or the day before i met this brother uh, actually in the masjid okay and he's also much like a large large size guy okay a big size guy like me okay so but he was he's a little bit bigger than me and he just looked at me and he was what did you do and how did you lose all the weight you need to help me oh yeah you, you know and 
like I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to the gym, this and that. And then when I got in the car, I was like, what did I actually do? Much like my wife helped me with some bone broth and whatever, right? Kicks out my detox. But what did I really do? I ate less and I worked out every day. <laughs> there's nothing else, bro. There's like, there's no magic potion that I took. There's no pill. There's no mm. extra juice fast I'm taking, right? Like there's nothing. Else. I just eat less and I work out more every mm. single day. And much yeah. I've lost like 12 to 15 pounds now, right? So it's the simple things, right? But so then like, why didn't I understand or do this over the last 10 years? Mm-hmm. It's because even if I, you know, I bought gym memberships, but I'd never attended the gym, right? Or I paid for trainers and I was like, oh, this trainer is so hard. I don't want to ever go back and see him. So I'd not show up at the gym, right? Or I had like bad habits. Um, and so it, like, I, I strongly believe that if you can build the routines, disciplines, habits, even if they're simple and they're overused and you've heard so many people say this over again, you should journal, you know, 10, 15 minutes each day, start off with gratitude, um, you know, for, be focused on sales and marketing versus how lo- how good do you look for your Instagram and your social media to get likes and stuff versus focus on how much money is coming into your bank account every single day. Because if that doesn't work, you know, you could make more money working in your local restaurant, working as an Uber driver. And there's nothing wrong with either of those. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the times people want to be an entrepreneur because it sounds cool. Mm -hmm. But most entrepreneurs that I speak to, that my team speaks to, they don't even make a full-time income. They'd make more money if they were in their job. And so you have to really get your priorities in order. And how you do that is you have to identify what is a low value activity and what is the high value activity. You have to figure out what is an activity that's going to pay $10 an hour versus an activity that's going to pay $100 an hour versus an activity that's going to pay you a thousand bucks an hour. So fixing things on a website, answering your emails, checking and scrolling on social media every single day, that is a $10 per hour activity. Watching other people's YouTube videos endlessly, mindlessly, this is a $10 per hour activity. Gossiping, watching Netflix, watching TV soaps and series, this is a $10 or minus $10 per hour activity doing things like learning how to do social media marketing building new skills this is 100 to 500 per hour activity if you start learning how to run sales funds how to do paid traffic how to optimize for conversions how to do webinars how to make sales presentations this is a thousand dollar per hour activity and as you grow and as you focus on high leverage activities then you're able to do stuff like speak on people's podcasts speak on people's stage do JV opportunities where you can make $10,000 in a day or $50,000 a day or $100,000 in a day. And as you progress through that, you start hiring people that can do low leverage activities and that will give you space and focus to focus on the highest priority activities that will yield the maximum results. Therefore, your confidence will grow, your capabilities will grow, your uh, internal self-esteem and confidence will rise up. Therefore, you will start attracting more people of that caliber. This is why the rich people get richer, poor people get poorer. You could take my money away and guess what? Inshallah, give me six months, 12 months, I'd still make you back all over again. And I've done that plenty of times. So I have no doubt. And the reason is, is because I have developed these habits, these you know secret methods, mind hacks that I've shared here openly with you guys to elevate my uh, results at a rapid pace. And I strongly believe anyone from any background, if they apply even 10% of the stuff that I've shared here today, they can fast track and supercharge their success um, 
instantly. There, there's no yeah. doubt. And I've seen people. I've literally just had a guy message me two days, two three days ago on my WhatsApp saying, "Hey, Shaq, just want to let you know, I just had my first 1.6 million dollar month uh, with 600 thousand dollars net profit." So I know, and I've seen firsthand how powerful this stuff is and how it changes people's lives. Yeah, mashallah. I really appreciate you sharing that, brother. I know, man, there's so much more that I want to ask you, bro. So much more that I want to dive into. And I want to like really just unpack everything. But I know there's there's uh, there's so much we can talk about. And, and I want to respect your time as well. I know you're working on a few businesses right now. You have Vault Academy, you have Funnels. What is your main focus right now? And I know you have an opportunity for entrepreneurs who, that could potentially they could potentially tap into to inshallah get your support, get your help, get your uh, coaching or mentorship or guidance. So can you share with us just some information about what you're working on? And for our listeners, is there any place that they can go to get some more help from you, right? At a higher level. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've been writing an email newsletter for over eight plus years now. It's the daily newsletter that goes out. Much um, I've generated over one and a half million subscribers. So in the, in the earlier days, uh, you know, it was tough, but then as I started picking up momentum, so the best place to find if you're a brand new entrepreneur, you're thinking of starting to get into business or you already have a business and you want to grow it would be to funnels.com. So it's funnels.com. Funnels.com. And if you're on the newsletter, then every now and then I do a five day live challenge, salesfunnelschallenge.com. Otherwise go to funnels.com watch one of one or two of our videos make sure you book a phone call with someone from our team we'll identify assess where you're at in your business right now whether you want to start a business we'll show you which business model is right for you maybe you can become a consultant a coach a course creator or maybe you already have a business and or you have an idea and now you want to take it to the next level where, with implementation i have a full team uh, an agency that can help uh, with the setup and even driving traffic and leads to your business. So head over to funnels.com and uh, check us out over there. Awesome. I will make sure to include the link in the episode notes, guys. So go and check that out. Go and make sure to sign up to the video and watch what he has to share with you and make sure to book a call with that team as you've seen here within the last 30, 40 minutes. I think I've already gotten maybe five pages worth of notes that I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to and apply. So I just wanna share my gratitude for you for making the time to get on here. I know your schedule is really busy and for you to make the time to come on here, especially for the fact that, you know, you're sharing this information so selflessly with budding Muslim entrepreneurs who are on this journey as well, who wanna achieve success in entrepreneurship. Uh, that means a lot, not just to me, but to everyone listening that will benefit from this. So really, Jazakallah khair for this, Shakir. This was an absolute phenomenal podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Jazakallah khair for having me and uh, keep us in your du'as. That's the, that's the secret weapon uh, of the believers as Prophet Muhammad said. said. So Jazakallah khair for the opportunity and uh, I will catch up with you soon, brother. Yeah, definitely. And you guys know the drill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review and make sure to go check out funnels.com and go and sign up and make sure to take advantage of this email list and services that Shakir is offering. I can attest to his value and the services that he offers myself. Please go and check it out and make sure to sign up and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.